You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. The business of cannabis is brought to you by Cash Tech Currency Products, North America's leading cash management provider for cannabis retailers. Cash recyclers, smart safes, software and services, Cash Tech has everything the cannabis retailer needs to track, manage, and secure the cash earned in the dispensary. Don't take chances with your cash. Call Cash Tech and solve the problem. Visit www.cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. The Business of Cannabis is sponsored this week by Chima, North America's leading provider of cash management hardware and software. Chima has the perfect mix of cash recyclers and smart safes for the cannabis dispenser. Track, manage, and secure your cash. Reconcile with your POS. Automate the entire cash process for your bud tenders and managers. Get the best cash management platform there is. Check out Chima's website at chima-america.com. That's Chima spelled C-I-M-A. Wherever you count, it's Chima. Welcome to the Business of Cannabis your source for the most relevant, groundbreaking, innovative business stories from the cannabis front lines. The latest in cannabis brands, services, innovations of retail, software, distribution, marketing. To put it bluntly, as I say every week, a hard look at the hard realities of making money in the cannabis industry. This is the second show uh, I've done from interviews at the O'Cannabis trade show in Toronto, Canada, which is one of the biggest shows in that country. It had the feel of a regional show, but a large one, quite a large show with lots of exhibitors from all areas in the industry. Uh, Conspicuously absent, maybe the attendees. Um, I was thinking, is that a sign of the times? I don't think it's a lack of interest in cannabis, but it might be that a sign that people don't really need trade shows as much to learn about the cannabis space. Uh, they, They get it from other sources. Um, the internet, or uh, a lot of experience has already been garnered by people. Um, maybe more, though, it's a sign that there are too many cannabis shows, you know, uh, maybe too much energy attracting exhibitors. I get it, because that's where events make their money. But those same events, I don't know that they're spending enough money attracting people to the show. That's expensive. It takes a lot of effort but it's kind of pointless when uh, you build it and they don't come. But I'm certainly glad I made the effort because uh, my first guest is one of the legends in the cannabis game, Wanda James. Uh, She is the owner of Simply Pure Cannabis, which is a a Denver dispensary, but she's far better known for her work spreading the word about cannabis, educating the public, and in particular lobbying for uh, uh, legal changes. Um, in that industry. I think you'll enjoy hearing what she has to say about the cannabis space in general, about retail and about products and branding, and also learn about her plans for her own dispensary, uh, which is one of the oldest in the country since it uh, opened right when Colorado went legal, correct? Um, I was also honored to meet uh, Jose and uh, to meet uh, Aaron Bell from Aki Wellness and Sweetgrass Trading. Uh, We're going to learn about the sovereign cannabis market in Canada, uh, which speaks to cannabis cultivated and sold by Indigenous people on their own land. 
Uh, we'll learn about the obstacle the law has put um, in their place. Absurd laws in my mind, um, as uh, these are people just looking to participate in the legal cannabis market and they're not really allowed to. Um, but it's a market we should learn all about because it's not an insignificant market. And um, you'll find they're doing some pretty interesting things, um, Aki Wellnesses, uh, on the CBD kind of wellness side of things. Um, stay tuned then. Uh, we meet cannabis legend uh, Wanda James and two innovative and interesting people immersed in the co uh, sovereign cannabis space. I'm Dave Skye, and this is The Business of Cannabis. The Business of Cannabis is also sponsored by Cash Tech, a proud Chima partner. Cash Tech's over 40 years in the cash management space has made it the nation's number one cash management service company. Call Cash Tech and then make sure you have the right equipment, software, and service package. Go to cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. We're to talking to our next guest. Um, since I uh, came to O'Cannabis, Toronto, Ontario, Cannabis Show, uh, Wanda James, CEO of Cure, one of uh, Denver's most popular dispensaries. Uh, she's also founder and president of Cannabis uh, Global Initiative, which is a marketing consultant firm uh, specializing in diversity development, regulatory framework, marketing. Uh, now, this is a woman whose resume, her, the sole purpose is to make me feel inadequate. So I'm going to skip most of it to make me feel better. Uh, first African-American to own a dispensary, a cultivation edible company, named uh, first cannabis entrepreneur to be named uh, in Ad Weeks 2021 Trailblazer list. Uh, and that list included VP Kamala uh, Harris. So it's a good company. Inducted into the MJ Biz Hall of Fame 2019, 2018 recipient of a Lifetime Achievement Cannabis Award. <laughs> named top 50 women cannabis and 100 most influential people in cannabis by High Times Mag. Featured in too many TV shows and publications to name such as the BBC, The Atlantic, The Daily Show, CBC, or NBC, sorry. And to top it off, she's a commissioned officer in the US Navy, and, and, that, and that's enough. Exceeded the allowable introducing time. Welcome to the show, Wanda. Thank you so much for having me today. This is lovely. So uh, for someone, cast your mind back yeah. to when you opened Simply Cure in Denver. If you could think back to that, what are you most proud of of the entire experience? So what I'm most proud of in the entire experience is that we are accomplishing what we wanted to when we started. And, you know, now it's all about money, right? It, you know, there's, you know, publicly traded firms, people making a billion dollars, money, 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 money. You know, back in 2009 and 2010, this was about social justice and stopping people from being arrested um, for cannabis. And one of the things that we talked about back then was your zip code determined whether you were going to be a millionaire or a felon. Right. So the thing that I am most proud of is that we have effectively started the end of the drug war. We have outlined how racist and how detrimental to the human condition the drug war has been. And in Denver, Colorado, we have stopped, or in Colorado, we have stopped 97% of the arrest for simple possession of cannabis. So those are the things, and I believe that we have sparked um, the end of the drug war across the world because it's America's need for drugs that has pushed, that has fueled this horrible worldwide drug war. So what I'm most proud of is the ending of the drug war. Amazing. On a, on a on a personal level, 
refine that into that dispensary, mm -hmm. which I haven't had a chance uh, mm -hmm. to do. Um, what what would that experience be that I would remember? Or what experience would you want me to have? So if you look at any of our, uh, any of our reviews, we are 4.8 and 5 stars on every platform. What the experience is at Simply Pure is amazing. So first off, when you come in, you're going to feel warm and welcomed. You're not going to feel like you're doing anything illegal. There is no, we have no armed guards or anything like that. It's like walking into a Tiffany right, store. Right, I'm not looking around, right? Is someone going to see me come in here? It's not like right. that at all. We're on the corner of a, of a phenomenal um, neighborhood with ice cream shops and bicycle stores and yoga studios all around us. So it's this amazing experience. But the thing that I'm most proud of, and because I am a former military officer and I've worked in corporate America, the training that we put behind our buttologist and their buttologist, not butt tenders, because it takes anybody from one month to two months to be able to get on our floor because of the amount of training you go through. You train at the front desk so you get to meet the customers. You train at our grow facility so you can actually say you have trimmed a plant, you've planted a plant, you know oh, what this neat. looks like from start okay. to finish. Um, we, we send you to our, um, our vendors that we have in the stores so that you're working with our vendors so that you can talk about the products as well as their salespeople. And our vendors, they go through a program with us called VPP, the Vendor Participation Program. You know, we like to say, are you down with VPP? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm down yes, with VPP. So the whole experience at Simply Pure is similar to the experience that you get at Whole Food Markets. You're going to okay. know that every product on that shelf is good for you and marketed well and the ingredients are good. That every employee that we have is part of a team and, and they are there to make your experience what it is that you're looking for. So if you're an older couple and you haven't been to a cannabis shop ever and you went to the Bob Marley concert in you know, 1980, we're gonna make you feel comfortable. Right. If you're somebody that's coming to Colorado for your brother's wedding up in Vail and you're there with all the guys, we're gonna make you feel comfortable. If you're looking for pain relief because you've got massive knee pain, we're gonna make you feel comfortable. Um, and that's what we do. We spend time with our folks, with the people that come in, and training is, is job one for us. That sounds very much like a lot of work. Yep. So cast your mind back to 2010 or when, when you opened it. Um, what, what, what surprises you what, about the state of the cannabis business that you're in now? Oh man. Consid like that delta. For where you thought, you know, in 12 years, this is where I think I'll be. What, what's surprising? You either Colorado or since you're, you're the, the whole market itself. So what's really funny is if you look at any interview that I have done since, 29, or since 2009, I have said that every year that this is the year we're going to legalize. Okay. And I've meant it. You know, I be, because be, for right. me, it's been hard to wrap my, my thoughts around the fact that you know, Colorado alone did $2 billion in sales. We have 50,000 employees. Right. We put a billion dollars worth of tax revenue that into the conference. Like so obvious. What's right. the problem here? Children have not used cannabis more because nobody wants to smoke what your grandmother is smoking. Um, so we're not seeing a rise in teen use. People are still going to work. Colorado is still one of the top places in America to live. Why is this still illegal? Right. We have seen none of the negative things that we talked about. So. What I'm most surprised at is 13 years later, huh. we're still dealing with a federal government that won't acknowledge the fact that this is wanted by, by people. So that's the most surprising thing to me. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that's surprising to me is that we still have so many naysayers 
outside of the cannabis industry making up things about what the cannabis industry is. Um, we are not a illicit, illegal street drug. We're a plant that has done great things for vets, for women with cancer, for babies with epilepsy, um, for ending the, the drug war, like I said in the first place. Um, so, you know, I'm still surprised that there is so much anti-cannabis okay. around the cannabis industry. Okay. It's shocking to me, to be honest with you. Is there something then on the optimistic side? Yeah. That's the negative side. What's the, yeah. what's the positive thing that you're going, wow, that's amazing? The positive thing that I love is the, um, the creativity that is coming out of the cannabis um, industry. What all of these folks that are entrepreneurs in this space are creating, the levels of edibles that are coming out. I mean, I was at a, an infused dinner last night with a James Beard Award winner. Um, my husband, who is a cannabis chef, I mean, okay. so we're seeing phenomenal food preparation coming out. We're seeing amazing edibles. We're drinks seeing and, drinks yeah. and we're seeing, you know, that new... That kind of surprised me. Yeah, well, we're seeing so many new ways and, of, and of composition. Popular, right? right. Um, and whatever it is that you enjoy and how you enjoy to consume, we have now created it with cannabis. So yeah, this is amazing what we're doing. Um, and quite frankly, vets, uh, wanting cannabis to help with PTSD. I mean, we're seeing so many amazing, fabulous things coming out of the cannabis industry. So I'm going to say next year, we're legalizing. Not happening. But all that positive stuff is good. We were talking to Wanda James, CEO of Simply Pure, um, uh, popular Denver uh, dispensary, but also one of the uh, leading voices in the cannabis uh, industry in America. Um, so let's uh, cast our eyes bigger yep. than uh, Simply Pure, although that, that um, is an interesting example of, of um, what a dispensary can be. Um, how do you see diversity inclusion developing over mm. the next few years? Yeah. Uh, without being overly negative, again, yeah. but you, you know, speak your mind. Yeah. What, are the, what, what is it that you're optimistic about, but yeah. what is it that you're not? So, I'm actually not optimistic about small business development in the cannabis space, but let's come back to that on the other side. What I am okay. like to talk about what I think is positive is I tell folks in the DEI space especially is um, don't count out the big companies, right? Um, while entrepreneurship and, and small business ownership is fabulous, please know that this is an extremely difficult industry to be in. And with these larger corporations, publicly traded corporations, I mean, people in the C-suite are making $200,000, $250,000. Managers are making $150,000. So for a lot of folks, I want us to see DEI increase in the C-suites, in the board of directors, in the management companies of these larger corporations. Yo, go get that money, you know? Right. Go, go, have a go, go have a career, right. be professional. Right. Um, you know, and if Shoot you do- high, and, just like one day I might own a dispensary, but why, why don't one day I might run a, $5 billion MSO. 100%. 100%. You know, and I think that those opportunities are definitely out there. And yes, owning a dispensary is fun and it's sexy and you get to be on great programs and talk about stuff. Not right or wrong. It's just, yeah. But, but it's, a, it's a difficult process and a much harder process um, than taking advantage of some of the companies that are out there. So what I'm most excited about is the industry as a whole because I think that there is a place for everybody in, in this industry to do what it is that you would like to do. There, I guess theoretically there's a place, certainly. Yeah. I don't think anyone would argue with that. 
but there are also barriers. There is barriers. So, what are the barriers that, you, in your experience, you've seen that are what if some, one, if you can name them, that have fallen? Yeah. Positive. And what are the barriers? And let's not talk about money quite yet. We'll talk about it after yeah. that. That's continue yeah. to yeah. to bedevil. Yeah. Access to capital. Yeah. Access to capital oh. is an issue. Yeah. That's the number one it's issue. Just access to capital. Yeah. I can't get you to avoid it. Yeah, no, the so, access, access to capital is the number one and issue. What is the, and what does that mean in real terms on the diversity front? So on the diversity front, so what it has meant is, and um, I know in Canada it, it's legal, but in the United States, since we don't have access to banking, which means that we don't have access to small business loans, and so anybody that is small, starting a cannabis business in the U.S., you've got to go talk to your, well, start off with your mom and dad, you right. know, your brother and sister, and okay. then expand out to, you know, who is your network, who's going to invest in your companies. Um, and finding people to invest in your companies is ridiculously hard at best when you're, um, when you're, you know, black, brown, or indigenous, because A, um, my mom and dad don't have a million dollars to give me to start my, my next right. company. Right. Um, maybe a lot of my friends may not have so a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, mom, dad, y'all should y'all should done some more. Y'all should worked harder. Got, got this stuff together. Bought some Microsoft stuff. Yeah, Apple did did, Apple did something. Yeah, did, did did something right. <laughs> um, so when you don't exist in that circle of people that have disposable income, that leaves you out of the ability to be able to be a part of this industry. Um, so that in itself is the largest piece. So I'm really looking forward to seeing legalization happen, especially in the U.S., so that the Small Business Association, SBA, can give out loans and banking can give out loans, um, and we can have a, a more diverse industry move like, forward. Yeah, it sounds like, but that's like a lifetime achievement thing because uh, the problems beget problems. If the society 100%. with the power and the money is and I'm going to leverage that network. Yep. And if you don't have the network, it you don't takes have 50 the years to get that network, or yep. 100 years. It yep. doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. So without government involvement, yep. the barrier is going 100%. to continue to... It's going to continue to be great. Okay. It's going to continue um, to be great. Let's be on the positive front. Yep. What have you seen? Um, Are there more and more... Uh, People from diverse backgrounds getting involved in this uh, industry. I you see them having successes. I uh, believe that there are. So there are more people getting involved. But remember, too, in the U.S., because of the um, the negative side of being arrested and, and being harassed by cops, communities of color have been afraid to even step into the industry, even as employees. Uh, so now, what we're starting to see, you know, 13 years later, is people are finally starting to be convinced that they won't be arrested if they <laughs> take a job okay. as the as the marketing director right. for a dispensary. Um, so Put we're it on your LinkedIn profile. Exactly right. on your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, so yeah. we're seeing more and more of that. And you know, once again, when you start talking about ingenuity, right? We're starting to see careers that didn't exist. I mean, influencers in cannabis. Um, cannabis, uh, the guys that uh, do the parties now that bring the weed and, and actually roll up joints for your guests in, in different and, and interesting ways. Things? Oh yeah, and they, <laughs> and, they roll, and they roll joints that where the, the, the tips look like flowers and they're really creative like about this. Yeah, I, I mean, or you see a bartender that does you know, spectacular right, drinks. Right. These are the budologists that are doing amazing things. Um, you're seeing, uh, it, well, hell, the work in, in hemp that you're seeing, the new fashions that are coming out that are that are hemp-based. And so, yeah, the ingenuity um, of, I'm going to say young people, old people do it as well too, but of the young minds that are coming into this space get me really excited. So what, um, 
I'm going to ask you the crystal ball question in mm -hmm. a second. But the uh, what's the one that James? Uh, I don't know what more you have to accomplish. But, um, unless you're going to tell me you're announcing your retirement today. What's the five-year plan? What are you thinking in the future? What would you like? I mean, you clearly didn't have the desire to open a chain of dispensaries. Um, what what are you what are you looking to work on? So I'm really proud of what we are doing right now. So we are taking the Simply Pure name, um, and why we're not allowed to use the, the word franchising, because I don't want it to be a negative. We are actually giving the Simply Pure name to um, people of color, women and vets, um, to be able to start their own dispensaries. We're giving management, back, management backing, training, um, and the ability to be able to start a business that is going to succeed. So I'm really excited. So we have two new licensees in New Jersey that we're working with. Um, we're waiting on two more to get licensed. Um, we're looking at uh, numerous states, including two more in Colorado. We're working with a very large Canadian publicly traded company um, to actually help them expand through the Simply Pure brand as well too. So we really want to use what this brand has stood for now for 13 years in bringing people together, in uplifting communities of color, in making, we, we have a big sign in our lobby that says America's most political dispensary. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that we are politically outspoken and that we're there. So I look forward to seeing um, our brand uplift um, people and do phenomenal things for folks. So is this a, a franchise agreement? There's nothing wrong with that word where I'm getting sort of a turnkey operation, or is this a license arrangement where I'm licensing the Simply Pure name, but I can run it the way I want? No, it's going to definitely be more of on the okay. franchise That's side, amazing. but once again, we can't use the word franchise because it's still federally legal in, in the United States, but oh, we're, we're okay. definitely coming well, in we're to help here. you. Use the word. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've been telling franchise, folks that... Franchise, franchise, I, I've been franchise. telling folks that I'm, I, I'm, threatening, I, I'm threatening to become Canadian, so oh, I, I, I don't know. We're, 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 we're working on that Bring process. Your coat, <laughs> oh, you're from Denver. I'm from you Denver. Have, we, we have coats. Yeah, yeah, we get that. But yeah, no, we yeah. want to see people succeed, and I think that a lot of times in cannabis, a lot of new operators come in not understanding really what it takes to be able to turn that profit. So we really want to be able to show folks that yes, you can be socially minded right. um, and profitable um, because yeah. that's the key, Probably right? Word, be, yeah. Being socially minded and broke um, isn't that's helping. It, 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 yeah, that's yeah, not that's helping. Big, that's not helping. That. Yeah, yeah, you know, so we, we want folks to be socially minded and profitable. So right. yeah, this isn't that you can just license the name and do what you want to with it. You definitely it's, got to be well, able to follow the well, process. It's, well, no one it's tried and Franchising tried. tried and, uh, and it sounds yeah. like you've done the perfect thing, which is I've taken 12, 13 years to perfect this. Exactly. This works. This is how you do it. Exactly. Uh, and you're right. No one gets into the... Most people don't get into the cannabis space thinking, what's my inventory management system? 100%. But when you have a store... 100%. And you have 10,000 SKUs, suddenly there's no more important uh, issue. And what your mix is, what's the correct mix to have on the shelves, what are people looking for, what's the marketing behind New that products. look like? All of yeah. that. How do I market my product? One hundred percent. By state, it's going to be different. One hundred percent. So uh, we're we're excited New about Jersey, that prospect. You can tell me about you're going to be in New in Jersey. New Jersey. And what's the other state? So um, we're looking we're looking at New York. We're waiting for New York to come uh, on. Of course, yeah. um, and we've got two more coming in Colorado, and then we're also looking at um, New Mexico and Arizona. So we Amazing. have two licensees coming in there. Wow. Yeah. So we're excited. We have had the pleasure of talking to Wanda James, CEO of Simply Pure, which um, we're going to be hearing more about.
yes. uh, across the U.S. and in Canada. Yes. Which is a pretty big space. That's yes, it is. Cool. I'm uh, loving Canada. Congratulations on thank that. You. And thank you so much for sharing your time and expertise. Really thank you for doing it. this today. This is lovely. Thank you. And we will be back with more of the business of cannabis from the trade show floor of O Cannabis in uh, Toronto, Ontario. The Business of Cannabis is also sponsored by Cash Tech, a proud Chima partner. Cash Tech's over 40 years in the cash management space has made it the nation's number one cash management service company. Call Cash Tech and then make sure you have the right equipment, software, and service package. Go to cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. And welcome back to the Business of Cannabis. Um, we are going to talk, this is going to be interesting. Uh, we're going to talk to Jose, who is a brand development manager for AccuWellness and a community engagement uh, manager for Sweetgrass Trading. Uh, AccuWellness is sort of the product uh, arm, uh, CBD brand, a product. And Sweetgrass is a cannabis wholesale manufacturing distribution company. Uh, she also uh, has consulted uh, in the Anishinaabeg uh, Nation regarding the future of cannabis among the 39 First Nations of Ontario. Um, Erin Bell, a PR consultant who works in the sovereign cannabis market, and she's uh, working with AccuWellness and Sweetgrass uh, on their branding and marketing. Uh, she's also an ACM PR grower, which is cool. So uh, hey, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So uh, Jose and Erin, very quick, tell us how, I know you've had interesting careers. Tell us how you got into the cannabis space in the first place. Why don't we start with you, Jose? Jose, did you hear me? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me still? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, like we were just discussing before there, I grew up in Toronto and uh, going to high school, Malvern in the beaches, late 90s, early 2000s. I think, you know, uh, social culture had a really big influence. Music culture had a really big influence. Chronic 2001 album came out. Slim Shady's LP came out and everybody was smoking weed, you know, and going to so many house parties and stuff like that in the neighborhood uh, really solidified a culture of like getting getting weed, buying weed from your friends, uh, always having a supply, always getting spots from your friends, you know, right. putting $5 <laughs> together at lunch to get a dime. Like that was my whole entire high school uh, memories. It was very marijuana based. I'm but not going to You still went to class, so. right? You still went to class. <laughs> I went to drama uh, class and okay. law class. I went okay. to one class. <laughs> <laughs> Gym class, not so much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you also were valedictorian at your college. Oh, there you go. So <laughs> that good. Is, that's like <laughs> right there on the education. So. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so then, um, so so you were part of the culture, and then, and then you kind of absolutely. And then right. you know, fast forward a whole bunch of years later. I mean, I was really just a user throughout that whole time, more as a, as a, as a companion, because I've spent a lot of time alone in my life, which is a, an unrelated story to, to this right now. But um, it, there came a point in my adult life that I worked in the federal prison system in Nova Scotia. And I also worked in the First Nations Treatment Center uh, facility uh, that was funded by Health Canada. 
And uh, the point to this is that I was kind of at a front row seat of a Health Canada system of inmates and people in recovery from either, uh, you know, uh, domestic abuse uh, and intergenerational traumas, but obviously mostly a lot of addiction issues, which were rooted in prescription drug use. So um, I just took it upon myself to kind of mash what I took in college, which was recreation, working at the prison, taking all of this experience, working one-on-one with, uh, with, these, with these human beings that were suffering. And I, at the same time, cannabis was starting to become legal and in Pequoknagon there was people that were starting to open up dispensaries and then that's what started the cannabis culture here in Pequoknagon and I ended up getting headhunted to leave my my job and and come here to do what I'm doing now amazing that's a really fast track that's a good one (laughs) hitting the mountaintops Aaron yeah why am I talking to you today why (laughs) why are you here So my cannabis journey is a little bit different. I definitely had to dabble in the high school experience and the whole chronic era and the chronic CD, but I didn't actually start consuming cannabis until I fell in love with the plant as medicine. And from falling in love with the plant as medicine, being traditional, I wanted to grow my own medicine. So I basically learned everything that I could and learned how to grow. Um, So I got into the pan that the cannabis space through the love of the plant and then my public relations background just navigated me into the space like just kind of working and I realized I come from I have a government background I've consulted and I've written to TRC um, at a government level and I was just like this is all too much I like to you know (laughs) a lot of office time right yeah. Yes, and really, like I learned about sovereign cannabis and sovereignty in general. It's our inherent right to be sovereign, whether it's through cannabis industry or not. So, it definitely put a switch on my mentality and how I'm going to operate through the world um, professionally. So, I am in the industry, and I've been working closely with Aki Wellness, and my journey, my cannabis journey, starts there. So let's. Um, well, that's a perfect. A segue into into talking about what Aki Wellness is all about and Sweetgrass. First, uh, one of you tell me what does what do you mean by sovereign cannabis? And then and then we can talk about you know the practical. Sure. So yeah, so Jose, what what's sovereign cannabis in your and give us a little working definition. I like to I like to describe it as a, let's let's think of a tree, a tree with four trunks or with four branches, sorry. One branch is the green regulated market. The other branch is the gray market slash legacy market. Another branch can be indigenous owned brands and companies that are licensed. The fourth branch, let's call it the sovereign branch. And that is First Nations people on their First Nations land who then have the inherent right to be operating in a capacity to create an economy of self-sustainability through a natural resource within that First Nations land. Now, there's a lot of colonial lenses even within that sure. because it's, it's perimetering our 
sovereignty to a, a piece of land. And if we step outside that land, then we aren't able to operate in our sovereign capacity. That's just a little side note. But with no, cannabis, it's an important point, yeah. you know. So the, the, the sovereign cannabis industry, that fourth tree branch is nation to nation trade capacity. So first nations to first nations meaning that we can manufacture anything on our First Nations, we can produce anything at any concentrate, any, any recipe formulation we so desire that doesn't necessarily fit any Health Canada regulations that the green market is adhering to. And we are also a space for legacy brands to be distributed. So we have our okay. own yeah, we're, we're doing our own thing because we can. And people ask, well, how? Remove the how. There is no how. We are. We are sovereign. <laughs> you are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Can, um, quick question that just to clarify. So you're not allowed to dis the, the rules are you can't distribute your product outside of. Do you want me to give you a picture of Give me, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you want our product? I can't mail it to you through the mail. Okay. You want some pain cream from Aki Wellness? We I can't get... mail it to you. But what you can do is you can get in your car and you can uh, drive to Six Nations. Gotcha. As an example, and one of or a few of those stores might so happen to carry our product. So it's perfectly legal for me, not Indigenous, to go to your land and buy your product. I, you just can't sell it in a dispensary that's not within the the physical perimeter of your of the territory. Okay. Got it. And the tell me a bit about um, I don't know, Aaron. Maybe you can tell me like what are is it self regulated? Are there regulations? Are there how do you organize this? How is this organized? We are self regulated, and that self regulation, and Jose, please correct me if I'm wrong, our self regulations vary community to community, right? Nation to nation. Every community has their own model, and not every, like where we work, we have a wholesale and distribution company, and we manufacture at like a brand such as Aki Wellness. That model isn't the same for another community. So our okay. regulations, we're self-regulated. But also with that being said, just because we're self-regulated doesn't mean that we don't adhere to the, you know, the requirements of Health Canada and like other regulations. We use that as a standard and follow those models and try and strive to be better. Okay, super important point. Yeah. It um, is. And so yeah. Go ahead. With any other brands that you'll see within this market, like Aki Wellness is a small one. There's some good brands out there. So let's talk about it. Let's um, let's jump. Let's talk about Acu Wellness then. Um, we're talking, by the way, uh, to uh, Jose and uh, and um, Aaron Bell uh, from Acu Wellness and Sweetgrass Trading, uh, learning, uh, talking about you know operating within a so the sovereign market, or as Jose said, the, uh, the a, a branch of the one of four uh, areas in in Canada where. Industry. Industries in the cannabis space. Thanks. Yeah. So, Acu Wellness. Tell me what. Tell me uh, what what Acu Wellness is all about. Jose, you want to take a crack at that? Yeah. Sure. So we are a CBD topical wellness line. Our whole mission is to decolonize wellness. 
by creating better access to our products. Um, we want to heal ourselves so we can heal future generations. And the way we're doing that is by taking extra special care in the type of packaging that we use. We make bath bombs, pain creams, pain gel, and travel size skincare kits that are all infused with CBD isolate. And the whole point of our packaging, as an example, we use seed paper, biodegradable labels, vegan ink, oh, cool. uh, recyclable bottles, uh, you know, re recycled and reused cardboard, all that stuff. We try our absolute best to take care of the land. Aki is an Algonquin word for land. In Algonquin wellness, minopomodizi. So we're trying to achieve land wellness. Happy people, happy land. Happy people, people who use CBD, they're going to achieve a better balanced lifestyle in all those four dimensions of your physical, your emotional, your spiritual, and your uh, mental. mental. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ooh. therefore, we'll be able to have land wellness. That's kind of a long-winded uh, mission no. statement there, yes, but right. it kind no. of shows you a little bit of our our whole branding if you can't physically see it in front of you <laughs> we uh yeah. we pay tribute to the wampum wampum shell and the birch bark canoe in our logo as well as the flag to Pikwakanagan. um all those three aspects of our logo have something to do with our anishinaabe uh history in terms of nation to nation trade routes sovereignty self-determination the wampum shell being the original form of currency before the colonial coin and the birch bark canoe being ever more that uh, that staple of uh, who we are as Algonquin Anishinaabe people on this territory. Where are you sourcing the product that the those products uh, like the packaging and stuff? Is that also indigenous made, or is it, or is it a I variety? Wish. Well, there yeah. was there. Um, I'll tell you now. Botanical Paperworks. They're a very well-known company for the seed paper. Even um, I believe Cheekbone Beauty, who is a very big uh, Indigenous makeup company, they're known for their packaging. They use them as well. Uh, cool. And we use uh, no. It's they're Canadian companies. They are Canadian, Canadian companies. And women-owned. Oh, nice. I, I mean, I don't have to tell you the irony that strikes me is I don't I understand why you can't sell your products where you want, but you're allowed to buy other people's products. I don't really get it. <laughs> They're very like, okay, but what, okay. <laughs> I don't have to point out the irony and, and hypocrisy yeah. in all this to you, but yeah, it, it hits me sometimes. Uh, tell me about each of those. You, you mentioned uh, bath bombs and, and pain gel. Uh, describe those products. Which is your number one product? Give me a, a feel for what they're about, and, it's and then let's talk about who yeah. who buys them. Yeah. But let's it's start important, with that. It's important to know that we use our we we use the Algonquin language as much as possible. So we describe the plant medicines that are used in the bath bombs with the Algonquin language first. So we have tobacco, cedar, sweetgrass, and sage as the four medicines that we infuse in all of our bath bombs. Our bath bombs are 100 milligrams of CBD isolate or 350 milligrams of CBD. Um, there's sweetgrass that's infused into our travel size skincare kit. And there is also sweetgrass that is infused into our pain creams. Our pain creams are important to learn about because it's an example of how we exercise our sovereignty. Our pain gel is 2,500 milligrams of straight CBD isolate. And our pain, our other one is 1,000 milligrams of THC and 1,000 milligrams of CBD. And, and um, 
which we, is we like, is there a number one seller? Is there like your 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 uh, hero our product? Or? Are the are are the the the, we also the, have the couch favorite? And, is what I say. <laughs> Aaron, we, yeah. Sorry, we also have a 350 milligram bath bomb that does have a tribute to each of those four medicines that Jose mentioned in the 100 milligram bath bombs. So, and in terms of like what products are the best, it's definitely the bath bombs and the 350, like that's an experience of wellness. The, the 100s will get, you know, quick things, but a, a soak in a 350 bath it's bomb cool. is an experience okay. all on its own. Neat. And, and let me stick with you, Erin, because I know this is going to be a sweet spot. What are like the demographics then? Who who's buying these bath bombs? Like, uh, give me some idea of the. So, I was our demographic. I don't know. It's an even like I if we put it like. Or you guys are still is that still part of the journey? Yeah, but we have like we do we sell to a lot of older people. I find that our really. The thing right, is, is that we have an ex we have experiences selling in person, like at trade shows or something like. No, not selling, but like discussing our product at trade shows. And to be honest with you, there is no de age demographic. Everyone, all different men, they they want to know too about CBD because the thing is, is that CBD is although we this is a wellness product. Everybody needs wellness. Athletes need wellness, you know? And so that brings you into an entirely different market as well. And if you look at our Instagram page and people that actually follow our page, we have quite an interesting following. And in terms of people that have supported our products, they're all from the arts and the music industry. Oh, cool. So our demographic in terms of who we have actually uh, been able to attract is our own, is, is First Nations people in the music industry and non-first nation people in the music right. industry right. um is that what what what's then the marketing what marketing strategy maybe that's a question for aaron are you guys like kind of following now is it a brand awareness is it a celebrity thing what are you guys using to get the word out other than being on the business of canada <laughs> well other than which, being on the business of cannabis <laughs> which is the number one strategy yeah so it's a k a k i dot wellness on instagram is our main source of marketing right now and word of mouth through our like through sweetgrass trading going in and meeting people in communities um for now and i would say like when jose's behind on the, the aki wellness and marketing i would incorporate it as like an, a wellness lifestyle brand because wellness and the way that we use and always talk about our brand is the lifestyle, right? We all need access to wellness. We all need to take care of our land. Happy people, happy land. So it's all interconnected. And as this conversation's been going and moving, there's been a lot more people joining in on this, like Aki Wellness, taking care of our land. If you do check out our Instagram, mm -hmm. there's some very nice like videos from the artists and stuff. And we do get some very special shout outs um, pretty regularly. I live a, another life as a dancer, so oh, you, you know, know. <laughs> the, yeah, the two worlds have kind oh, of. Oh, there we go. Okay, awesome. That's cool. Line a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, it helped to know. Hey, no judgment. People. No judgment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have some fun occasionally. On, on uh, very quickly, we don't have that much time. Like literally a minute or so. Sure. Where Where would you like the brand, this Acu Wellness brand, to to be in a couple of years? Where do you see it going? Well, More you know, there's. 
I'll, I'll just jump right to it. There's already been a couple of people, you know, who are private business owners who have taken a leap of faith to respect and uplift our sovereignty and they sell our, our products. Um, so we're just going to keep looking to make relationships like that and build these conversations. But uh, for sure, we want no boundaries on uh, being able to distribute our, our product. And we want to uh, have a lot of check marks on our boxes for different community engagements uh, in the territory to make sure that we help destigmatize the narrative around using CBD because there's a lot of older generations in our First Nations communities that are so stubborn still to try cannabis instead of their pharmaceuticals. And for me, that's my biggest mission is to destigmatize that conversation. Uh, Well, obviously, if we could help even that uh, at a tiny little bit, that would obviously uh, make me quite proud. Um, oh, we thank have, you. We, uh, thank you very much. This is uh, such an interesting story. Uh, we've talked to Jose and Aaron Bell um, from uh, Aki Wellness and Sweetgrass Trading. Um, in Pickwalk and Agon. Okay, so if you're near there, go there and get these awesome products, uh, which is not far from Ottawa, Ontario. <laughs> it's not that far from, uh, say, Ottawa, uh, Canada. No, and it's worth it. If you're trying to put it in geography. (laughs) Yeah, and it would be worth the drive and the trip. There's lots of nice places to stay around the area. Grassroots Healing is an excellent dispensary to check out. Other shop, it's totally worth exploring. So that's your part-time job in the tourist bureau of the uh, area. Your little little (laughs) plug in there. (laughs) Anyway, thank you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Uh, And we will be back with more of the business of cannabis. The business of cannabis is also sponsored by Cash Tech, a proud team of partner. Cash Tech's over 40 years in the cash management space has made it the nation's number one cash management service company. Call Cash Tech and then make sure you have the right equipment, software, and service package. Go to cashtechcurrency.com to learn more. Welcome back to the business of cannabis, Dave Sky, and I'm joined uh, by um, with Matt Cook, uh, my co-host, to talk about um, what we heard. Uh, Matt wasn't with me at O Cannabis, so uh, he had to listen in to Wanda James from Simply Pure and Jose and uh, Aaron Bell from Acu Wellness and Sweetgrass Trading. Let's start with um, Wanda James, who I was really impressed with. She has a very charismatic uh Very. air to her um sort of one of these uh cannabis personalities been around for for a while mm-hmm. um a lot on the on the activism side but has been potent um this this dispensary in uh in colorado and i was just reflecting it's kind of an unusual story of someone taking their time in cannabis to perfect it and now is looking to maybe franchise or expand and license. It was kind of a, like, I don't know if I've heard that story very often. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, especially recently, you just hear about these companies that, you know, uh, raise a bunch of money and open 20, 30 stores and it's go, go, go. And uh, I, you know, I think there's something to be said for people that, you know, have kind of taken their time you know, really tried to understand the market, understand who their their real customers are. Um, and just even recently, I, I've seen some um, some major names pull dispensaries out of, you know, big locations like Toronto. Um, 
you know, and they're struggling. And I think, you know, part of that is because they expanded so quickly, um, you know, because I, I think a lot of people thought that this was whoever gets there first is going to win, mm. uh, you know, which first is, in winner. Yeah. Which is true of a lot of businesses, um, you know, but I think especially in the U S there's so many different variables, state by state, even city by city. Um, I, I think, you know, it can be a really smart thing. You know, it seems like a really long time. What was it 10, 12 years? Uh, with, yeah, I think 20, 20 yeah, almost 12 years now. <laughs> yeah, perfectly but, content with a dispensary, super successful, super well known. Right. And, and that's the thing. I think people think that, you know, success is you have to have 50 locations, multi-states. And you know what? You can run a very good, profitable business, um, you know, doing what you love, you know, uh, serving your customers with one location. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think, you know, we have to uh, remind ourselves of that from time to time because it's not, you know, it's the tortoise and the hare, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's who's going to be here for the long term, uh, not who's there to make quick money. And then you have to think about what business you're in, because when you right. start with, you know, we had a, a guest, I think, um, show not, not long ago. And um, I don't want to call them out, but then the statement was basically an important part of my business is raising money. So at the end of the day, that's what he is. Yeah. He's, he's not in the cannabis business. He's in the fundraising business. Uh, yeah, and so, if you want to start franchising, you're you're in the franchise business. It's a right. different. That's not wrong. It's just what you're you're in. If you love cannabis and the culture and the connection to a community, then think long and hard before you decide to. It's a good point you're making. Yeah, because it's easy. Like to your point, like if you're if you're in the franchising business, it doesn't matter if it's cannabis or breakfast places. Uh, right. <laughs> You're in the franchising right. business, and that's where the majority of your time and energy is going to be right. spent. Right. So there's something to be said for, you know, having one location, doing it really, really well, understanding who your customers are, and running a successful business. Like there's yeah. no, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and then we've talked about this many times on the show. I don't know that that isn't like you know, is this the age of the brand? I don't know that brands will be so quickly displace that connection i don't i don't think simply pure is going out of business because some huge cookies is is sweeping the nation because she no. has the relationship with the customer but that's not i don't know if it's but or does cookies have the relationship with the customer well and this is the thing you know f for me um it's you know ultimately whoever has the ear of the customer right yeah that's, that's um yeah you know and if i'm coming if i'm coming into a local dispensary I mean, it, you know, getting back to McDonald's, I go to McDonald's anywhere in the world. I know what I'm getting. I know I'm getting a Big Mac is a Big Mac is a Big Mac, right? Um, so there's something to be said for that. <clears throat> but if I have a really good relationship with, you know, I go to this cheese shop and, uh, you know, I ask the guy, you know, what's, what's something new or what's something different I haven't tried. And I'll listen to him. And I'll buy what he tells me to buy because I, I trust him and I listen to him if I want. Yeah, the flip side is a, is a clothing store maybe or a, can, a more of a convenience type store where Coca-Cola has the relationship with the customer right. or a particular brand of jeans has the relationship. And yes, I, I'm, I'm facilitating that transaction, but I don't have the, as strong a connection. Right. I, I'm sort of the poor. And then Amazon took, is killing it because they've, 
they've stepped into that relationship even more. So the people selling the product are almost, I buy things. I don't even know who I'm buying them from. Well, that's the thing. I bought a pair of uh, uh, two pairs of uh, bike shorts uh, this morning off an Instagram ad. I from, no some, from someone. <laughs> I just know that you Instagram know, is there when yeah. I was thinking about buying bike shorts and right. they can to me in less than a week. So, yeah. you know, and again, so and you didn't have two pairs of, 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 of bright red uh, bike pants. So you needed them. Obviously not. <laughs> let's uh, move on. Let's talk quickly about, not quickly, let's talk about uh, Jose and Aaron Bell from Aki mm-hmm. Wellness and Sweet uh, Grass Trading. And I just have to, I, was, I like sort of said on the interview, I have to be honest with you and, and with embarrassment. I didn't really know much about the sovereign market. Right. I didn't know about it. And maybe that's kind of tip, stereotypical of Indigenous First Nations relations where they're, mm-hmm. but on the, the flip side is it's cool. They're doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool that there's this little micro market developing. Yeah. And, and it'll be very creative. They'll, have you know and and hopefully at well at some point some fairness will because i don't see why they shouldn't be able to sell their products as long as they're meeting the proper standards yeah absolutely if they're they're meeting the proper standards and you know they're they're you know competing on a level playing field like i don't see why um to your to your point though like i i think a lot of um you know like a market like this is just we just don't know enough about it like yeah. it's not as prevalent. It's not in the in you know kind of the mainstream. So people, it's not that they're not interested. They just don't know. Yeah, no. It's if, know, if you're in a know. if you're in the neighborhood, why wouldn't you drive over there and get a whole line of, of products you can never probably experience? Right. From a very interesting perspective. So yeah, if they keep at it, I think it's pretty cool. And I mean, I bet the market's not. It's not insignificant. There's you know. No. Ontario alone in their province in Canada, there was, I think she said 39 First Nations. So it's not a small group. Um, And hopefully the fairness, something will change and they'll be allowed to, you know, I should be able to buy Aki Wellness bath bombs, which they said were amazing. Yes. If I want them without having to drive six hours to get them. Yeah, I think that that eventually will will change. I hope so. We have unfortunately run out of time. I want to thank all our listeners. I want to thank Matt Cook for joining me and uh, offering me his comments. Um, those were uh, two interviews we did at O Cannabis, which is uh, one of Toronto, uh, Canada's largest uh, cannabis trade shows. It was in Toronto um, this year. Um, I want to thank our sponsor and a new sponsor, Chima. Uh, wherever you count, it's Chima. And, uh, and, and as well, of course, thank uh, Cash Tech. Uh, cash management experts for all your cash management needs go to cashtechcurrency.com uh matt thank you very much i will uh hopefully uh talk get you get your comments next week uh please listen in as always it's been a pleasure and this is the business of cannabis Yeah.